Christmas freak at East End. I swear to God. Welcome to Bourbon and Badges, the podcast. There goes the first drum, dude. I'll do it over again. Do it now. Welcome to Bourbon and Badges, the podcast. Did I do good? <laughs> yeah, you did good. Jesus Christ. Coming to you from? Coming to you live from Studio 77. In the heart of Gastonia. Well, it, it is hard to get good help. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Hey, at least I'm here. You don't get nobody to work no more. Mark the Beast Putnam, welcome to the podcast, brother. Again. Thank you. Again. Yeah, hey. thanks for being on the second podcast. Well, they couldn't help it because we locked the door. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to fight that guy. He's so a beast. I, he's a beast. He's a beast. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, when, when your listeners write in and say, that podcast. Sucks. Okay, our listeners can't write, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say, man, why, why did we do a second one? Yeah, they got They, spell they may draw, draw, color in a picture and oh, mail that yeah. in, but. <laughs> spell check. <laughs> All right, man. So welcome to the podcast, Mark. We're glad you stayed there for another one. Oh, yeah. That's good. Just one question. Yes, sir. Can, can I have a shot of the good stuff? Or yeah, do absolutely. I have to drink there? <laughs> yeah, since you stayed there for a second podcast. <laughs> Come on. Give them good stuff. Yeah, the last podcast Mark was on was the lowest rating, greatest <laughs> bourbon or whiskey we've ever had on the podcast. Not because he was on. It's because oh, 3.25 out of a possible said. 10. Yeah. <laughs> Not your fault. So what would you like from over here at the uh, in the uh, vault? Not, he can't well, go I'm to good. the vault. I'm Not good. the vault. Now between between the podcast, you did have a drink from Buzz. Yeah, it, it actually wasn't bad. So Buzz is our infinity bottle, and it's called Buzz because mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear says so infinity and, and beyond. beyond. Yeah, so we give you a buzz. buzz. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's, there's probably over thirty maybe uh, bourbons. In yeah, there. it's odd because it stays about 107 proof. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Does. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. It's good, man. I'm telling you, Barry. Well, give me some of it then. No, I'm not going to. You, you don't like it. Well, I'll put some more. Yeah, you, screw, you totally screwed up the I intro. I'll take it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, look. He's in Buck's old chair, and he's starting to act like Buck. He's, he's all, all laid hey, back hey, in the there. The only thing he's got to do now is take a shit. It kind of hurts my back. So. Yeah, oh, Martin, hey, did he need thing, the, your feet propped up on something, brother? No, hey, seriously, the only thing he's got to do now to be got a pillow. is take his shoes and socks off <laughs> and put his feet up on the table. Yeah, get mad, cross your arms, and just lay back. I'm done. I ain't said nothing else. I ain't doing no more. Hey, would he get mad? I'm done. Cross his arms and sit there. I don't even like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Buck. Oh, you know, hopefully he's looking down there right now laughing, thinking they're right. Man, I miss that dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's saying Barry's trying and get off of him. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Barry's trying. He would say Dub is trying. He would Jesus. say that. You give me a hard time. People don't want to work nowadays. I am trying. Showing up on time. You know what? You don't get no respect if you show up on time for a job anymore. You really don't. <laughs> then nobody work no more. Well, let me I say, don't. let me say this. I'm in Studio 77 hanging out, and our guest, our guest showed up before either one of you guys did tonight. Just saying. What? Went to qualify yesterday. And you've been here ever since? (laughs) He said, uh, be there at 9 o'clock. So it was two reserves, two brand new reserves, the chief, and it was going to be one full-time ABC officer. Everyone was there by 9 o'clock except full-time ABC officer. She showed up like 45 minutes late. 45 minutes late. That's Usually the way it goes. Well, then that person picks up the brass. 
Right. Brass boy. They no, they nah, should pick yeah, up the brass. Easy, easy. I'm like, well, you got you know slow ride to come pick it up. Yeah. We're all like, let's get in there and shoot. Get let's the, get it over with. Get the hell out of here. But you had, but you had to <laughs> wait. wait. Yeah, had wait. to wait. Wait. Oh, man. Did, did they just had to come back another day and do it? Yeah. Well, nobody- e- even the chief is bad when the chief says, hey, Scott, let's go ahead and start shooting. I got to wait on. I'm such not going to call it now. No, just such and such. I got to wait on such and such. I got to fix her gun. Fix her gun? Yeah, she, she needs something to fix her gun. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so you're talking about you know, you're you're retired, Charlotte Mech, and you're working as a reserve with Mecklenburg County ABC ABC store board. Yeah, cool. We keep the ABC stores safe. Now, is that every night or just on weekends? Um, some of the guys work during the week. Uh, most of us just work on the weekends. Oh, that's cool. Like t- twelve hours a month. And another guy works on the weekends. Slow ride. Yeah, you know, and really, yeah. and you, know, you guys give me a hard time about being the brass boy, but guess what we do at the end of the night? Pick up the brass. brass. Pick up brass. <laughs> brass. Oh, you only want to pick it up, though, or something? No, no. So whoever I'm working with, generally, we work, I work with, they got two full-time guys, or one guy, one gal, and then I work part-time, of course, with them on the weekends. How do you pick it up? You suck it up with a wet vac? No, man. Uh, we do it the, uh, the the new and improved way. How's that? You got a thing that looks like a Ouija. You just pull it out in one corner, and then. Oh, what? A Ouija. Yeah, you just, yeah, that's what they have. That's one, that's one of those boards you ask a question. No, that's, no, a Ouija. Is it a Ouija, no, a Ouija board? Scrape it up. Yeah. In the corner. It's like a windshield wiper. Like a, it up. a squeegee. A squeegee. No, that's a small one. A big one's a Ouija. A Ouija's bigger. Oh, my God. Because it's like two of them. We, Ouija. Ouija. Anyway, so, Brass Boy. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, anyway. There you go. So. If I come over and shoot, you gonna pick my brass up for me? For you there, B Dub, I pick your brass up while you're shooting. You'll hold my brass for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, this man. is going downhill yeah. real quick. Yeah, Sorry, boy, this sucks. I'm drinking some more. See, we needed a topic. Try well, to tell you. Well, we got a topic. We all sat around talking. We all started what, nineteen eighty six? Is that what's the odds of that, man? That all wild, four man. of us. First time ever. All right, what month? I know when we did. June. We were hired. Our start date was July the 6th. Oh, rookie. Oh, rookie. Rookie. We got you by a month. Ours was uh, June 16th. June the 16th. That's yeah. Yeah. When, when did you graduate the academy? Which time? You talking about graduate? <laughs> yeah. You had to graduate? You talking was about it October? Wasn't it October? Ours was, it was October, October the 16th. October. October. 15th. Yeah. Well, it had to be about the same hours <laughs> yeah. for the state. Quality, I mean, it, uh, for the state. Six, six, I do remember, oh. and if anybody knows me, knows I'm not a morning person. But we had, kid. We had swing shifts back then. I mean, you, you worked first, second, and third, not swing. But for, and I had to get, report my first date on first shift at 6 a.m. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm sitting there fully dressed in my police uniform, sitting on the couch and waiting. Just what's the clock time to go in? Didn't want to be late. Well, that's day. how you were back All then. All excited, man. Just excited. Nowadays, these, these damn kids show up. Hey, what are you going to do for me? I got to right. work. That's right. That's yep. what we got to work exactly. first shift. I got child care you know, issues. You know, oh, I got to yeah. work, work first shift. I need a new car. I need a Best weekend's sector. off. The weekend's off. <laughs> uh, holiday pay, double pay. Um, what else do I need? Because, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't I mean, say that, should I? No, oh, no, it's the truth. It's true. I'm not gonna mention her name, but if, if an officer uh, 
first time she's working, it's supposed to snow the next day. She literally asked in briefing, says, uh, do I have to, if it snows tonight, I don't have to come to work tomorrow, right? You're a police officer. Yeah. I just, it's like, like, like Mark Shanks, I was sick, man. Like, yeah, you're the police. You got to come to work. Well, it was, you know, <laughs> we went into the assembly and y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm sure when you go into assembly, a lot of the old guys had a select chair they sat in. Oh yeah. That was yeah. their seat. You didn't sit in that and chair. You right. did not sit in that freaking seat. Well, as you got rank, I mean, that's your seat. I went in one night. Well, first. not rank, but well, not rank. I mean, seniority. Excuse yeah. me. But when I went BWR in, BWR rank, not that way. But when I went in the first night, you and my seat move. I got kicked out three or four times. I didn't know the ropes. I get kicked out four or five times. Finally, I find a seat nobody wanted. Yep. And I got it. That was my seat. And then when you went to eat lunch, you had to go by seniority. Whoever's been there longest got the per. They write their times down. Yep. They go eat, and you didn't bother them while they was eating. You, you, oh hell no! No, no, no! That's like you covered for the guys that was eating, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, you couldn't kick a person out. A rookie comes in. Well, talk- a rookie comes in expecting the best of the best of the best of the best. Of the best. And you're gonna pay your dues, man. Are we just like grouchy old men, though? Are we y'all are grouchy no, old men. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, Barry, we we come out of rookie school together. <laughs> the beast is looking like maybe yeah, we he's, are. Just, he's looking well, like I'm, I'm gonna whoop somebody here. No. That- I hate to classify all of them, but you got a lot of millennials that come in that have a completely different mindset than what when I came on in eighty six, I'm sure same way with you guys. Mostly ex military. Yeah. Or people that came from other law enforcement jobs. Yeah. I well, mean, from the cotton mill. Cotton mill. <laughs> well, I was the same way. I'm poor a, West Side trash. I was a yard I mean, boy. Yeah. When, <laughs> I was a dog. When I was in high school, my counselor called me and said, look here, boy, you got two options. Uh-oh. You join the military or you can go be a police. I said, well, I really don't want to join the military. I said, how would you sign up for the police? He said, just fill out this little blue interest card. Matter of fact, I'll fill it out for you and send it in. Now, was that man- mandated through the court system? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you well, it's not know. a no. I mean, you didn't say no. I, I kind of well, had an interest in 11th grade, which uh, yeah. best three years of my life. Yeah. That the judge I mean, did, so, too. Yeah. 11th grade was the best three years of your life. Absolutely. Well, you repeat it three times. Yeah, yeah. Did, you go, did you go to Ashbrook? I went to Harry P. Harden. West oh, you Side went to Harden? Oh, okay. Harry P. Harden. I got a brother with there. He made it. He survived. He got paroled. Which yeah. one? Darren. Oh. Yeah, my brother. He got paroled out of there. <laughs> so but when you went in, you sat in the desk, you know, you, you, you got your seniority, and but then you got a, a car and you hot seated. Remember the hot seat cars? You just get cars, keep them on the road. Oh, yeah. Did you do that? No, we we had to walk most of the time. So let me ask you this: Was were you CMPD from day one? Day one. Okay. All oh, right. that makes sense. Now you really, you really guys really did do beat officers. Yes. Well, you know, we did that here as well, and we guarded downtown Gastonia, the main avenue. You know, you've been. You've been down Main Avenue. It hadn't changed much. No. You know what? I started on Main Avenue and I finished on Main Avenue. He sure did. Well, you know, mm. there in the corner, there near where your office was, yeah. was you, you, that road you go always through this little park now. But on the corner was a phone booth that was turned into 
the little police stand before we had office down. We had uh, a little heater in there. And, in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah wintertime, you go in there, you stand at a little phone booth on to get warm, and yep. you had to walk the beat. Yep. The whole night you had to walk mm-hmm. the beat. And Barry and I did that together a lot. <laughs> yeah, we used to blow people on the totem pole. Could, yeah. could you see some of these kids coming on today? You telling them, hey, you got to go downtown. Oh, oh yeah, 17 oh, degrees outside. And you pull up. You pull I mean, up and you, in all seriousness, I mean. Oh, yeah. Could you see like nothing's how long there. that would last? Check the doors. You'd have a senior officer drop you off. Yep. And then, you know, he says, I'll come pick you up for lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're guarding trash. I don't know about Charlotte Meg. You guys had precincts, uh, right? Now, you know, yeah, we're talking about one police department is like yeah. one of your precincts or one of your districts. Right. Because you're so, you, know, you guys are so much huger than we are. Bigger. Yeah. We had a, uh, I think one time our most number of officers, 198. And you guys what? In a, oh, well, they're up to what, now. Yeah, almost close to 2,000. Yeah. But they're short. I mean, they're probably 250, 300 officers short. So they can't get nobody? nobody can't, can't find qualified people. Oh. I mean, in today's society, in today's climate, who wants to be law enforcement? We know not only that prior prior to that, Mark, we had a big problem with people, you know, couldn't find jobs, and you had people that did not want to be cops, but they came cops just for the stability. You know, they didn't have them; they didn't have a cop mindset. They didn't have; they didn't want to do police work. They just wanted there for the paycheck. Well, it goes back to what I said earlier. When we came on, mostly ex-military people who knew a chain of command. Who knew how to take care of themselves. So, now, I can't say for Gastonia, but CMPD eventually went to where they would only recruit people that had college degrees. Now, listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a college degree. Yeah. But who would you rather have? Ex-military, somebody knows how to take care of themselves. They know discipline. They know a chain of command. Or some kid whose mom and dad's paid for him to go to school and party five years or six years or however long. I just don't think they have did. no 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 idea how to handle themselves. They have no chain of command aspect. Couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. Oh yeah. And I think now this is just my opinion, but when we police in general started getting away from being able to go hands-on. From policing. From policing. Yeah. Okay, you got tasers, a great tool. You got pepper spray, a great tool. But you got away <clears throat> from going hands-on. And you had all these other tools. And people never really knew how. Sometimes you just got to go hands-on. Oh, now, yeah. They, they all say, well, And the bad guy dict- dictates that. Yeah, we got to get away from this polyester pylon. Yeah, it didn't look good if you got eight officers, you know, fighting this one guy, trying to get him under control when you could pepper spray him or you tase him. Boom, it's quick. But then you started getting these officers that never would go hands-on, never knew how to talk to people. <laughs> because they had these tools, they went in with this – sense of okay i don't know how to talk to people i'm going to tell you what to do you're going to do it no no skills whatsoever 
on how to get people to do what you want them to do without using physical force. And it just got to the point where it got away from us. And now they're getting back to teaching officers how to handle yourself. Sometimes you, you, as a last resort, you might have to go hands-on. Oh, yeah. Instead of pulling a taser automatically or pulling pepper spray. What always got me is you'd have one or two officers on the shift that are hands-on, great officers, and handle business. Yeah. Then you have three or four or five officers that would be on a call, and they'd just they'd just soft foot through it because they know, well, the other officer's going to be here, and they'll take the arrest. They will take All command. Right. They will take care of this. All I got to do is pretend I'm a police officer until the real cops get here. Because they didn't want to do the paperwork, or they're scared, you know, it just they aggravate me to death. It's like uh, B Dub and I. We come out of the uh, rookie school together, or to the academy, or whatever you want to call it. And went to the same patrol shift, and man, I couldn't tell you how many times back in the day, back in the uh, uh, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, how many times we got in actual fist fights with people. I can't. I couldn't. It's it's unbelievable how many times we did that nowadays. They they don't do that shit anymore. No. They if you if you think if some if a a new police officer thinks that somebody's going to hit them, man, they run and hide. Well, I think if you go up on a scene, though, I've learned this that when you go up, you don't you need to be the same police officer or with you by yourself. Don't be talking a bunch of BS. Yep. Because then people are going to realize when you come back, well, you're nothing. You are just a bunch of BS. Well, it also makes it harder on the officer that's not doing. They think that other officer the same way, and then what I always treated is whether I had a backup or not. Hound Dog knows this, and and Slow Ride does too. I was the same one. Me being by myself as I would be with five or ten officers. I, I never changed my tone of voice. I was the same guy, and they respect. They still today people come up and respect that. I never changed after I've been in and out for thirty five years. I'm the same guy I was, believe it or not, when I wasn't. 1986. Yeah. I well, I'll tell you, too, and, and I always tell the guys at work, you know, when you show up on the scene, my God, you let them know you are in control. control. You, and I'm control this scene until I leave. I am, I am the man. And that's what they teach you from the very get-go. Listen, when you go on the scene, you got to let them know who's in charge without being overbearing, Correct. without coming in being – well, you're total just, just your presence, the way you your carry presence, yourself, you're do exactly that. right. And listen, they know. I mean, there would be officers I go on calls with. You know, hey, they're gonna go in and run their mouth. Yeah, probably gonna have to fight somebody. So you tell them for going. Just you shut up. Let me handle oh, it. I agree. I'll do the talking. Just stand over there if I need you. I'll call. Now that sounds bad, but you knew that there were officers oh, yeah. on your shift that. We're going to go in there and make it a lot worse. Than yeah, make days. it worse than it was well, to start with. And in regards, uh, you treat everybody like people. I tell you, and I've told this before, uh, I am going into uh, the convenience store up on uh, North 321 and toward the end of my career, and this old fella comes out. I say, oh, my age. He comes out, we kind of make eye contact, and he says, I know you. He said, you look familiar. He said, yeah, you, you put me in prison. Vice, you yeah. put me in prison. And we sat down in the hood of my police car. And, and we he talked probably like, thanked you. We talked like two old buddies. I'll be for yeah. an hour or something about how things changed. Oh, yeah, the, you know, the young guys now, these old young bucks, blah, blah, blah. about how they are now and stuff. And, yeah, we stood as if we are like a, two old buddies. We ain't seen yeah. each other in years. You know what? That's like my, my grandmother should tell me 
you treat people the way that you, you want to be, be treated. treated. And that's very true. If I if I go out here and start like talking shit to somebody and get shit talked back to me and I can't handle it, dude, don't don't do that. So that means y'all need to be better than me on this podcast is what your grandma's well, trying to tell you. We already got that whooped. I mean, that's not an issue. No, well, <laughs> again, it's I think a lot of times that badge goes to certain people's heads. And they go in thinking. It takes about five years to get that out of Well, I mean, you know, they get that Barney Fife syndrome where they go in. I'm in charge. I'm going to tell you what to do. Shut up. And you you just can't treat people like that. I mean, you have to have the ability to talk to people. I can't tell you how many times I talked myself out of a fight. Oh, you want to? Absolutely. You're exactly right. And and let me take the times. Hound dog, B-dub, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> what <are the> <laughs> uh, the beast was telling a good story here. No, how do we get down? No, how do we get down this rabbit hole? No, it's not no, a it's rabbit a good, hole. It's a good rabbit no, hole. What I'm saying, okay, you just said something a little while ago that they got the tasers, they got all this equipment on the belt, right? When we started, we didn't have tasers. No, we didn't have pepper spray. No. Remember, no. No. we didn't have that. You had hands and you had your freaking mouth, wooden baton, and a, and a wooden baton, mm-hmm. which you didn't want to use, but. It, we still went out to house parties. We had house parties with 200 people there. Yeah. And you might be the first one there, and you got to walk in and find who's having the house party. Yeah. It's how you talk to them. That's right. But I think with officers today, when they bring out the taser and the shit don't work, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Then I go to my gun. Well, yeah. maybe you don't need to go to the gun. Maybe you should have talked first. Try to calm it down. Don't go to that taser, and then, oh, that's going to solve everything. Right. Because well, it may not with solve With that it. being said, I'm also – would argue, you know, you don't say you don't say please twenty times. No, no. I'd never. I said mean, you that. you have to be about business. Yeah, and they have Delta. to know you yeah. you're about business. But if I you're going to be about business, you better be able to back it up. If you tell somebody, if I come back here one more time, somebody's ass is going to jail. Yeah, Jeff Fox that, already done done a little bit very, about that. That very next time, you better take somebody's ass to jail. If you don't, they're going to think you're a punk. And not worry about whatever the hell you say. You know, Jeff Foxworth no does, does a bit where he does. He says, "Like, oh, for good, man. Thought you said you didn't want to come back out here." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Well, I mean, you don't want to go back because you got other calls backing up. But I mean, when we started in Gastonia, we didn't have but seven officers, maybe, and on the third shift, you'd be lucky to have that many. I remember going in one night on third shift, twenty-two calls behind. We left that morning with still seven calls behind. Oh, you never get called up. It, it, oh, you eat the drive-through. Like yeah, you eat the drive-through, man. But I think another thing you, you hit on, too, about the four-year college degree thing, I think you should look at the community that you're going to live in. I think police officers, and they may not like this, you th- you need to live in the community that you police. I don't mean you live, you know, in West Gastonia where, you know, the exact same street that I maybe grew up on or something. But I think you should have a vested interest in the community because when you arrest those people and you don't live here and you go home, you never see them again until you either go to court or you have to arrest them again. In okay. this community – we have to realize we're going to see the same people that we arrest today. I still live in the same city that I police in. Mm-hmm. Like Slow Rod just said, you saw somebody that you arrested. You've been in this city your entire life. I think you should have a vested interest. If you're going to be a police officer, live in the community as some part of it. I mean, wherever you yeah. can live in Gastonia. But the four-year degree thing, I think you hit on something. we got all these people with all these four- and six-year degrees they want to come in being supervisors, but then they go out on the street. Oh, my God, it ain't what you know the four-year college professor said that never did right. what we did on the street. Well, exactly. You, you, 
y'all know as well as I do, it takes a certain mindset to really police. I mean, you got to have the mindset. You know you're never going to get rich. You're doing it as a, I know it's a cliche, but you're doing it as a public service. I mean, I went into it knowing, hey, I'm doing this. People are not going to call me when they're jubilant and happy and everything's going good. Jubilant. They're going to call us at the worst possible situation. And you're going to have to go in there and you're going to have to resolve conflict. A lot of officers today, they know nothing about conflict and how to resolve conflict. And they create more conflict than what, what you started with. Yeah, I read an article True. the other day. Believe it or not, I did I do read. <laughs> you know how to read? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I had pictures. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pictures. Well, it shows the regular person uh, has one to one and a half critical incidents in their life. The average police officer has over eight hundred. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, every yeah. every day you you deal with twenty, depending death. on how many calls for service you go on. You deal you deal with death and mayhem every single day. You're absolutely right. But, you know, I just think that, I mean, I'm still in it, but, I mean, I don't know. It don't bother me. I mean, I may, people might look at me sideways. It just just don't bother me. I mean, if it bothered you, then none of us have been retired from it. Right. I mean, we'd all quit, right? Yeah. None of us quit at this table. We retired. Am I right or wrong? You're right. So No, you're right. Well, I I tell you, just as a side note, I tell you a little funny story. I just got cut loose. I trained on third shift. I trained on first shift. Then I went back to third shift and finished my final phase of training. So when I got cut loose, normally you would probably go to one of those shifts. Well, where do they put me? On second shift, the busiest shift. Beatty's Ford Road in Charlotte was our dividing line. Half of it was Adam 4, which I was in Adam 4. Half of it was Adam 3. So we had the right side going out. Adam three had the left side going out. Well, Adam three had, and he's, he's like, I guess world famous. His guy, the guy's name was Milton Gaines. It was a big old black guy. I mean, he was as big as a damn house and he had been there forever he knew everybody. He didn't take no shit. I mean, he 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 was basically a legend. I'd been out about a week. Get a call for service. It was the West Charlotte Drive-In. It was just like a like a drive-through eating place called the West Charlotte Drive-In. The manager called, said there was a drunk outside causing problems. So I get there and. We didn't have anybody else clear, so they dispatched Milton as my backup. I get there about 10 minutes before he does and talk to the manager. manager says, oh, there's this old drunk out there, and he's causing problems, begging money from my customers, blah, blah, blah. So I go outside, and I look around, didn't really see anybody. About that time, Milton comes rolling up. Now, it takes him about 10 minutes to get out of his car. Jeez. That's how big he is. He's a big dude. <laughs> he had unfolded, right? He, he unfolded out of, out of that police car, and I'm just standing there and all. Because you I mean, you hear the stories about a legend. He walks up to me, and he adjusts his belt. He still wore that old police hat. 
He was kind of, when he got out of that car, he put on that hat. Comes walking over to me. He said, boy, what's going on? I said, sir, you know, I told him situation, some old drunk. I said, but he, he appears to be gone. About that time, here comes some drunk walking down the sidewalk, cussing up a storm. So me, full of piss and vinegar, I take one step to go up to get him. This damn paw comes out. I mean, as big as a damn bear paw. It just stops me. I look around. It's Milton. He said, boy, just let him come down here. You ain't got to go up there. <laughs> I'm That's smart. That's smart. smart. Let yeah. him come to you. So sure enough, he keeps coming down the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. Coming down the sidewalk, cussing, raising hell. Like the police, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm I'm tensed up. Oh, you're shaking I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm wanting to go do Turn me loose, boss. Turn me yeah, loose. Let me go. Let me go. So this guy gets within like 10 feet of us. All of a sudden, all you see is a blur. I mean, there's no way physically possible a human being that big can move so fast. <laughs> Grabs a hold of this guy, picks him up over his head, slams him on the sidewalk. He's out. He's out cold. <laughs> and I'm thinking, in all seriousness, my first thought is he's dead. And I enjoyed my job as long as I had this. Well, Milt looks at me and he says, Go ahead and lock him up, son. My second thought is I'm going to federal penitentiary. Because <laughs> really, I mean, I go over there, I get my cuffs out. I cuff the guy, he's not breathing. Oh, my third thought is I'm calling my wife and telling her I'm I'm I'm, I'm going gone. to a federal penitentiary. <laughs> Back then, you didn't have cell phones. I was going to have to go oh, use yeah. a payphone. Yeah, yeah. Find your quarter. So, in all serious, I cuffed this guy, and I'm looking at him. And and my next thought is, uh, uh, okay, what 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 am I going to charge him with? Blocking the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, I, was being, I mean, I being being dead on sidewalk. I I don't know. And so Milton goes and gets in his car and drives off. Oh, he just leaves you. He just leaves. And I'm thinking, okay. Oh, I said, I'm not. I'm not. There's no use calling my sergeant. I said, I'm going to jail. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, need a well, I call him. A lawyer. And then about that time, the guys. <gasps> and I said, thank <laughs> you, Jesus. <laughs> he's not breathing. He, he's breathing. So I took him to jail. I, I can't remember. I went through the book and picked I don't know. But I got home that night, and I said, honey, I says, I really thought I was going to federal penitentiary. I said, is there an application for something else I can do? I mean, it just it scared me to death. You so, ready to quit? I, well, I was just scared I was going to federal penitentiary. I well, did. he was breathing. He's okay. Well, yeah, I mean, once he, he started breathing, I was, hey, I was good. Yeah, you ain't going to prison now. You'll be fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. And, and right then I said, if Milton's ever my backup, unless I'm no getting problem. my ass whooped, I just 20 to him. I handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's funny. So my question is, I mean, that was a great story. Oh, funny yeah. as hell. Slow. What? Uh, call or whatever you want to call it, sticks out in your mind that you will never, ever, ever forget. Gosh, can I think that ever for a minute? 
Okay. Matter of fact, matter of fact, why I'm thinking. We're going to be here a while. Hello, this is Don Roper, <laughs> candidate for Gaston County Sheriff. I'm a Christian conservative Republican with over 34 years of law enforcement experience. I would like to ask you to go to DonRoper.com and take a look at my qualifications. If you agree with my values, I would appreciate your vote in the Republican primary currently scheduled for May 17, 2022. While you're there, be sure to take a look at our awesome Don Roper for Sheriff gun raffle and barbecue dinner scheduled for January 27th. You can click on the link on the website or call 704-747-3798 for details. This ad was paid for by friends of Don Roper. You know, there's so many things come to mind. All right. But one thing along the same lines of what Mark was saying, I should call that to one of these local clubs, the, uh, the Front Tooth. Yeah, Frontier. Yeah. yeah, the Frontier. We call it the Front Tooth. Because <laughs> you didn't yeah, it was, it was a country bar down in the West End. And I get there, and it's a big fight, and there's people you know, going everywhere, and this big Samoan guy. Ty. Ty, that's his name. Yeah, and he's standing there, and I'm by myself. And he's a big dude. Monster. And I pull my flashlight. I said, listen, bud. He says, he says I can't I, I can't remember exact words I said, but it's about whipping my butt. I said, you know what, brother? I said, you might be able to pull, pull my flashlight out. Says, but all I got to do is hang on to you. In about three minutes, 15 of my buddies are going to be here, and it's going to be nasty for you. I don't care how big you are. Mm. Yep. He goes, okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Exactly. It was like yeah. that. So it was okay. You didn't have to. No, it was like, you know, it was like, say, stay in the ground. If I had, a, if I had a, act like a little girl or a little oh, yeah. whiny, it'd be yeah. a totally different outcome. But I stood my ground. He's like, okay. Yeah. All right. So what about you, B-Dubs? Oh, God. You know, Hound, I don't know. Let me default to you. I got to think a minute. You had 30 seconds to think. That's the only commercial I, got, I had. I'm sorry, brother. I got so many stories. <laughs> the oh. one that sticks out the most in your mind. Well, a certain captain that we worked with okay. in uh, public housing, Yeah, it was called Get Set, yep. Gain Elimination, Elimination Through Special Enforcement Tactics. Tactics. Captain Crawford. Well, yep. Yeah, there you go. Great guy. We, uh, can we use names? We, we, just, we just did. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we changed the name to protect the guilty. Yeah, well, well, he had got he he had got somebody shot, public housing set, and, and we was at another public housing. It was called Spring Valley, and he was at Ready and Barkley. It was another public housing project. He was down there doing his thing, so we was all stationed around. He said, "Hey, I'm getting shot at down here." So he called out on radio, "Shots fired!" So we're all going. Captain's getting mm-hmm. shot at, dude. We got to go. Antenna's back on the trunk. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Woo. Straight down 95. It's old school, that big old whip, oh, yeah. whip, whip antenna. Pam, peg it. So we pulled up and we get to uh, Captain Crawford and he's kind of upset. You know, I don't blame him. He, he said, do me a favor. Go round up every person that you think is capable of shooting a gun at me. I said, do you know where we're at? <laughs> he said, yeah. Go round them up. We're going to do a gunshot residue on them. And, oh, my goodness. And he said, you know, I don't know who it was. I said, well, wh- what am I going to do? You know, I was a squad leader, team mm-hmm. leader, whatever. He said, just go and just knock on doors, see if you can find out who's running the house or something. I said, so let me get this straight, Captain. We, <laughs> we're going to go line up everybody we can. It's like Gestapo Nazi stuff, <laughs> and we're going to do a gunshot residue on how many people wow. out here? He said, just go start knocking on oh, doors. It went, it went hundreds. Oh, hundreds. hundreds. Mm. Well, yeah. We did. We start knocking on doors. Now, door. where's this at? What neighborhood? Right on Barkley Street, oh, public house. Yeah. And so we start knocking on doors. Bam, bam, bam. Mm. And we're lining people up at the substation. Well, we had a substation <laughs> in the uh, community. I mean, the 
the uh, what was it called? A substation? Help me out there, Reg. It was Radio and Barclay. We had a little office there. Yeah, substation. Yeah, substation. Like a little precinct. So we started lining people up. And we call ID for gunshot residue. We're lining these people up. Yeah. Like, hold your hands there. Do this, do that. So finally, we hit the one thing, and this woman said, hey, this guy come running. And he was right. He said, check anybody come yeah. running in. So Captain was right. I didn't know it. <laughs> and she said, this dude is running. I don't know who he is. I said, well, she, he's under the bed. So we go in there with guns out and drag him out. I don't know if we did a gunshot residue, but the time Captain got to him, we didn't need to. But, uh, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but we did eventually do a gunshot. But I never forget the Captain like, hey, line them up, do a gunshot. Mm. Could you imagine doing that nowadays? Oh, you couldn't do it. Now. You couldn't mm. line oh, people uh, up, do a gunshot residue like that. Mm. I'm not going to mention Wooten's name on the air. Okay, yeah. don't. He's asleep. Jeff yeah, he's, he's asleep. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's asleep this time of night. <laughs> he got his little milky. Yeah. We're in Vice, and we're all sitting around inside the office. And he comes in there and he says, "Hey, I need y'all. We, we got to get somebody around. I need y'all now. Come on, let's go. Let's load up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go." He's like, "Ah!" So we all load up and we go down to um, Pryor and Rankin, the little duplex here on the corner. He beats on a boom, boom. Please, please come out. Please, please. and they all come out. About eight guys come out. He line them against the wall. And he commenced to chewing them out. We're tired of y'all selling dope. We're tired of coming down here every day. Had to deal with y'all every day. I'm tired of you. And they all said, "Look, little pups, your head just head down. Wouldn't make eye contact." We're and we're sitting on a flashlight. He's like, yeah, we need, yeah, because you know, he came into the office like yeah. all pumped up. And I'm tired of this, and by golly, this, by golly, that. And by, if I ever come back down here again, y'all going to jail. He says, now get your ass back inside. If I come back down, you're in trouble. And y'all just filed right back yeah. in. We're all like, what are you talking about? What is this about? I'm tired of this. And then off he goes. <laughs> what was that? I, he's, I don't oh, hear him defend himself. Man. That's funny. He's drink his little milk and went to bed, I guess. Yeah. Well, I remember that just. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, cool, oh Buck was out there with us. Buck, Dylan, and uh, Wooten and myself. That's cool stories. Well, that's cool, something. Cool. No, I remember one. Wait a minute. I remember, you know, I got a couple, but I remember one. We we went down on uh, Middle Street, and there was a guy down there with his shirt off, and he was beating his chest. He said, My name's Rakeem. I own this street. Well, that ain't going to sit too well with me because <laughs> he, he don't own that street, you know. So we was part of this get set gang elimination group, you know, same group with Freddie Crawford, Captain Crawford. So he told us to go down and clean that street up. <laughs> so we go down there. The cat ain't wanting to get out of the street, you know, drunk and disrupted. Mm-hmm. I said, get out of the street, dude. He's just, I ain't getting, I'm, I'm Rockin. This is my street. Nah, you going to jail, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I jumped, I went to arrest him and he started scrapping with me. Dust flying up. The canine was on him. They let their dog go on her canine. The canine's fighting his way out. It's all to hell. Well, next thing, I got a chair broke over my back. I don't know who's <laughs> breaking the chair on my back. Dust flying everywhere. It's in the summertime. It's a, a riot going on. Well, what time we get them all up, shots started ringing out. Every, shots everywhere. Yeah. We don't know where they're coming from. It's a dead-end road. Yeah. It's shooting at us. State troopers come, county police. But somebody in that scrap. An all call. An yeah. all call. Some off-duty officers come from working off-duty. Somebody took my page. Y'all remember the pagers? Oh, yeah. They took my pager and my magazine out off of my belt during that scrap. And I was pissed about that. (laughs) So what I did, I said, I am going to kick every door in on this street (laughs) until I get that freaking pager back. And this one kid. Oh, you probably didn't say freaking. No. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Trying to clean up a little bit. But this one kid who knew me from living on the same side of Mm -hmm. the tracks as, you know, growing up over there. He said, Mister, I know where your pager's at. He went and got my pager, my magazine. And and there it is about community policing. Yeah. He wouldn't save me kicking doors in. Because Captain Crawford, 
We were still fighting Rakim. He kicked my glass out. Captain come up. We had to pull him out. He's still kicking and scrapping. And one guy, he said, he wrote it up. He said, there was a freaking melee down there. Melee. I remember that. I remember that. Melee. What the hell's a melee? I said, it's a melee. We drug everybody in that mattress off with kicking and screaming. I bet we took nine people up in there. And then, Mark, I don't know what it's like in Charlotte. Yeah, it's bad. Although I did work, a, <laughs> although I did work a federal task force over there. Oh, here hey, two we years. all did. Hey, Barry, so did we. So did we. We just don't <laughs> say it. But in Gastonia, that during our rookie years, we in our magistrate's office was one room. Bad guys, good guys, mm-hmm. complainants, victims. Everybody's in that same room together. About the size of this room. Yeah, about the size of our studio here. Well, this is pretty big, but a little bit and smaller. Then, than and that. then you had uh, the master had the you know you had the wall with the. The little uh, shelf there for you, you do paperwork on and in the glass between you and the, the master. Sort of like a night court thing at a big bench. Yeah, so whatever you happen out, had on the street, it always spilled over to the master's office oh, when yeah. you took the bad guy and then the victims come up. Yeah, as it was always You're terrible. all in the same room. You got the bad guy, the cops, the victims, they're all telling stories. It's always a scrap. Now, we were very fortunate in that when we went to the jail, the sheriff's deputies took control of your prisoners, and you went in to see the magistrate. I'm guessing it was County. just well, it was just you and the magistrate, and you would testify. You would swear in, testify as to facts of the case. Of course, they always found probable cause. I mean, because well, you wouldn't arrest probable. anybody without probable oh, yeah. cause. Absolutely. But then, toward the end, about four or five years before I retired, they started doing what y'all were talking about. You would have to take the suspect in with you in a room smaller than this and stand there. Even if you had fought that suspect or if he was confrontational or agitated, you had to take him into the room with you. And that was not. I always thought that was no, wouldn't say. that was the worst. Oh, it was terrible. It was very unsafe. It was an unsafe practice. But I think our sheriffs changed that because they got tired of kind of dealing with them. And officially, they were ours until we got through with the magistrate and then handed it over to them. So it got to the point where there was like a pissing contest between the sheriff's department and the police department. They made it bad in Gaston County back at the old courthouse. You had to take them up some stairs, about three steps, drag them up the steps, Go through a swinging door, and that door was always, bam, go against the wall. Master would be back there drinking coffee. Well, uh, what in the hell is going out here? <laughs> and, <laughs> you hear that door, pow. And the suspects figured out all they had to do was go into the jail and say, I got a headache. Oh, I need yeah. to go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Initially, they always had to transport them. So it didn't go over. But once we started, had to transport them. Until they became official property of Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Department. Same thing here. All, the suspects knew, hey, I got a headache. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Hey, you got, he's got to go to the emergency room, get cleared. And that would be six or seven hours. Oh, yeah. We did have some good masters, though. We had these, you know, the rest sheets had to ask them name, address, all yeah. that crap. Well, if they didn't fill out that whole block that we had, we had to fill in freaking blocks out, right? Because Sergeant kicked the oh, report back. This before uh, computer paper. Oh, yeah, you had to fill yeah. out by hand. Yeah. Well, the old masters back then, if they didn't want to answer all those questions. John Doe, 36-hour hold. 
That's right. Contempt of court. Throw them yeah. in their contempt of court. If you went there and said, hey, what's your name? If you, John Doe. <laughs> and really. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, say yeah. 36 or, hour hold. Well, they give them 30 days of contempt back in the well, day. I, t- I tell you, the, oh, yeah. but toward the end, you know, we had the new uh, uh, jail. We had this, the nurses down there. You bring somebody and just kill somebody, and the police just rest. You got to take him to the hospital. He's got high blood pressure. Of course, he's got high blood he pressure. He kill somebody. Yeah, and, and he's going to jail. Same way, same way yeah. with Mecklenburg County. It's, we, they had a nurse down there, but she she didn't want to do anything. It was always, oh, he's got to get her to the emergency room. Check my blood pressure. Says, it might be a little higher yeah. than that guy. That's but, the easy way out. Yeah, yeah, but the thing about it is, though, if – the old heads knew how to play the system, how to play, you know, the master, and how to play the, the nurse. But the ones got there and started cussing the nurse, calling them kind of names, stuff like that. He's fine. Take them on down. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They changed things yeah. when, they, when it got personal for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They come in there spitting. Oh, if, if I had one, I knew it was going to act like that. I said, listen, all you got to do is go in there and just show out. Just show out. They'll, they'll probably send you out of there. I said, <laughs> just go in there. Show act out. like an ass. Yeah. Just go yeah. in. They go in there and show out. And that's. Go put them in that room in that chair and strap them down. Oh, oh the, the chair. The chair. That's, then you'd be good to go. You go on to your next call. Yeah, you just strap them down. Yeah. Yeah. Put them in the rubber room. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I would tell them, I said, man, just, just go be an it, If you don't want to spend night, just go in and show out. They'll probably send you out of there. They'll give you an unsecured bond yeah. because they don't want to deal with you all night, <laughs> right? Just go in there and show your ass. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. You, we, oh, can't say, we can't say that, can we? We just said Oh, you can say it all you want. We just said. Is the statute limitations up? No. Well, I mean, it's not oh, that bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, you gave him good advice. It's up to him to take yeah. it. Yeah, no. Yeah. You didn't know for sure. I mean, I'm just saying. Right, so here's my story on the, the the call that I will never forget. It's been with me for 35, The, the one call? The one call that I went on. My name's Reggie. I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> was... You know, uh, B-Dub and I, like we said a while ago, that uh, we went to rookie school together, then we came out on the same patrol ship together. Which was totally opposite from my shift, so we never seen each other. Right, right. So we, well, y'all were special. I mean, you know. See, I put my disclaimer out so there. Get, I wasn't even there. So we get a call one afternoon. We're on second shift. Of, if I, yeah, we're on second shift. We got a call one afternoon to go check on a guy that hadn't been seen from in three or four days, uh, B-Dub and I. Mm-hmm. So we go out there to uh, – this you know, uh, Shannon Bradley Road. Oh yeah, I and know what you're uh, now the guy's name was Neil Neil Lin- Neil Lindsay. They hadn't seen him in you know three or four days. We we'll go mm-hmm. out there, and you know, standing there in front of the apartment, the apartment they was supposed to be in, and like a welfare check, yeah, check like a welfare them. check. So we knock on the door, nothing, nothing, nothing. The maintenance guy comes up, and said. Oh, y'all want in here? Y'all, I'll open the door and let you in. Well, old maintenance dude opens the door, and it looked like brown rain falling from the ceiling, <laughs> which was bugs. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, bugs, maggots. What do you call a female roach? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true. I'm not going to say it. Okay, roaches. Okay. But uh, sexes falling from the ceiling. And, this, and, the, and then stench hit you, and didn't the, it? And the god-awful oh, stench hit. Oh, God. I will never forget that smell. I can say, yeah, it's, it's with you till the, yeah, till today, yeah. till, till the end of days. So, B Dub and I, the rookies that we were, rookies. I mean, rookie rookies. <laughs> we've been on the road maybe two days, maybe yes, two days at the moment. Two days. So our 
training officers were buddies. Like, they, you know, everybody was back on the ship. And they said, send the rookies in. Yeah. <laughs> go in. in. Not that I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> go, go in and find out what the deal is. Send them in. So we go. So B-Dub and I go in. This dude had passed away. Decomposed. Sitting on a toilet. Mm. And the room that. What Nevis was, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't Nevis. No, it no, no, it wasn't. But it's it was poor a, Neil. It was a far. It was a really, really small room, small confined room. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong, Barry. No, I'm getting sick. But now. Uh, so we go in there, and when the uh, uh, corner assistant came out to you know get you know Red King, I think it was. Yeah, it was to see the guy and pronounce him dead and all that stuff. Our job as rookies were to help him bag him up. Bag him up. Bag him up. Get the guy off when the you, ground. When you picked him up. Get oh, the guy off the comes, ground. <laughs> put him on the stretcher. Well, Barry had his had him by the legs. Mm. I had him by the left shoulder. And the corner guy had him by the right shoulder. I picked him up. My thumbs went through his skin. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And it, I was like... Mm-hmm. But you couldn't throw up. You didn't want to throw up. Oh, no. You no, can't, no. You can't if, you, up. if you threw up no. in front of your fellow officers <laughs> yeah, or your training officer, you, you might as well quit. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, you really. You exactly. just swallow it. So, <laughs> luckily, luckily, I had rubber gloves on at the time. Yeah, we had some rubber. Yeah. And uh, so we got him up there, put him you know, in the bag, zipped him up, and sent him off. 30 minutes later, our training officers who were buddies, decide, hey, let's go eat some spaghetti tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that smell and got that on smell, a uniform. You, on, yeah. you had to burn it. it oh, was, yeah, you had hard. to go home and burn your uniform. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. We are rookies. We didn't know no different. We didn't know no different. They didn't so, they just let us suffer. So we went, we went <laughs> all shift long wearing that same uniform, Stinky. went to eat spaghetti wearing that same uniform. Now, the one thing I did, I did put some peppermint in my mouth. I did, too. You yeah. had to, man. Yeah, I had to do that. That's the only thing yeah. I had. Yeah. It's so funny you said that. I had one similar. It was a check to welfare. The neighbors hadn't seen a, a lady. It's an elderly lady lived by herself. Cars in the driveway. All the doors and screen doors are locked from the inside. Mail's in the mailbox. It was a welfare check? Yeah, it was a welfare check. So I called the sergeant and I said, Sarge, here's what we got. He said, Well, can you can you go in without causing too much damage to the house? I said, Well, I can pry a window open probably. Because we carried pry tools and stuff in our car. Cracked the window about that far and you could smell it. Oh yeah. I mean she'd been in there. So call him back, let him know. He, he, he said, well, call the fire department, come out there and take the door off the hinges just in case we had to, you know, don't kick the door. So the fire department comes out there. They have the tool. And they have tools. They took the door off. So I'm looking around, and they said, well, are you going to go in? I mean, it, the smell was so bad just on the porch, you almost couldn't go in. And I said, well, 
Can I use one of y'all's gas packs? I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah. So they did. They well, let me dude, use a gas pack oh, to go in. That's that's thinking. That's no, thinking on they let me feet. use a gas pack. I yeah. go in. I, I go through every room. She's in the tub. And it's like you said, bugs had eaten parts of her. Right. So we 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 call the court coroner to come out there. We call them body removal. When they come out there to pick her up, I told this little young guy, I said, listen, you might want to get a gas pack from the fire department. Oh, no, no. I, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I said, okay. He goes in there. He stays. This is no lie. No exaggeration. He stays about two minutes. Comes out, comes to the edge of the porch and starts puking. I mean, that's how bad. The fire department had to set up those big fans on the mm. front and back door because oh, she had been in there about. I'm smelling it now as we speak. Listen, there is n- th- that is such a distinctive. Mm. Uh, Bear's getting ready to throw. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's such a distinctive oh, smell. And and when I got home that night, I was like you. I was on second shift. When I yeah. got home. I stripped in my driveway. I wasn't going to take that in my house. Strip naked in my driveway. There you go again. And I, I, I had a fellow officer. He says, now, when you get home, don't take that in your house. He said, bag it up and burn it. Yep. I said, where am I going to burn my uniform? That's my yeah. brand new uniform. Well, we that's what I told him. He says, no. He you know says, how good I look in this uniform? He you says, sure? you'll get a chip from property to get another one. I, I, I'm telling I you. I that will that smell stays with you forever. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's just bad though. That's horrible. And you know, fast forward twenty years from that point, you know, I was training officer. You know, and I did the same thing. We had another call, same deal. Same Send thing. the rookie in. Yep. Send, I, send I was, the rookie. Either the canine or the rookie. Somebody's <laughs> going in. I was, with, I was with the guys. I said we pulled up, and I said, "Oh shit, I know what this is." I said, "You go in there and and, and find them." No, I'm not going. No, why me? I said because I'm not going in there. You're the rookie. I know what's. I, I know what's in there. I'm not going in there. You go in there. No, you do it. The guy went in there and found it and all that stuff. Could you do that nowadays, or would they get? Oh, mad I could send you? a rookie in in a heartbeat. I mean, well, nowadays, can't no, you do nowadays they. You couldn't yeah, do that. You could. You you can't. They'd you can't you train up. rookies like you used to. They wouldn't go in there and get the body, probably. I t- just a little quick story. I used to live in the district where I worked, so whenever I get a rookie. And I can't believe they didn't catch on to this. Since that rookie got in my car first day, I said, okay, two things. I got to have my cup of coffee and a newspaper. So as soon as we check on, we go to a convenience store, get a cup of coffee. I said, okay, let's go get a newspaper. We'd ride around a little bit, pull up to my mailbox. Now, they had no idea it was my mailbox. And I'd pull up. Where the passenger side would be at the paper box, I said, "Grab that paper." <laughs> and they would, I swear to God, you, you ask anybody, I, I'm, I was they, gone. They didn't know it was your house. No. Had no idea. He was stealing the paper, and oh, they would look man. at me like, "I said, damn it, grab that paper, get it, get hurry." It. They won't know. <laughs> five, five rookies in a row. Grab that paper. <laughs> and I lived right up from a school. So we'd pull down past the school. I had a little park in there. And I'd pull in there and I'd say, Do you know you just stole a damn newspaper? <laughs> well, well you, you told me to. So you just do it because I told you to? 
At, well, I did. It's kind of like a test. I mean, not that. Well, they should have said no. I mean, I did other tests, but this was the funniest one. And we come back in that afternoon, and all the other guys are saying, did you go get a newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> all all five of the ones that I took by there all took the newspaper. Took it was it. so funny. You, you can't tell your train officer no. No. Well, you knew he wasn't going to steer you wrong, though. But. They had no idea it was my house. That's funny. I pull up. I said, get that newspaper. What? I said, get the newspaper. Oh, you got to go. I'll file the newspaper. <laughs> newspaper back. Did you and, take it back? All, all my buddies would say, you know this abuse. Said, no. <laughs> it was pretty funny at the time. It's, it's funny now. <laughs> it's it pretty funny. funny and they all did it. Every one of them did it. <laughs> that is funny. And then when they would figure it out, they'd be like, Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think they said more than that. Bob Holland was my first training officer. First day on the job. And I can tell you, and it's one of these things, you remember we were at uh, on Long Avenue at 321, right there at the ABC store. It's like 620 in the morning. We're riding down the road. He he puts the windows up. He locks the doors. Says, we got to get to know each other. And he crapped. All over me, locked oh, the windows, and it was so nasty. I sit there and endure that. You know, you're you're a brand new. Regular, don't even know this guy as a person, much less a train <laughs> offer. You you sit there and just take it. You know, you just smell it. You, well, you know, back then in '86, you, you you were told when you get in a car, you sit there, you do what he tells you to do. You don't speak unless you're spoken oh, to. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I got in that car that first night, and I was like. <laughs> I mean, I was scared dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and you didn't say a word uh -oh, unless no. he asked you a question. Yep. And, and, dude, he could have went out and killed somebody, and I'd have just sat there. I mean, because oh. you, were, you were trained. You you do what your training officer tells you, and you don't ask questions. You don't question nothing. No. Nowadays, these damn kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's not how we were taught to do it. This is how you're supposed to do it. In the classroom, maybe. Yeah, they would, like I say, they want the best of everything. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so aggravating. I'm getting I, mad. I'm just thinking about don't it. Don't get mad. I'll tell you, I'm a rookie. I'm standing on the back of the PD, and all the detectives are talking. I'm sitting like, like a little puppy just watching. Oh, all the, tech, all the big guys. You know, they're talking about their cases and stuff. And and back behind the old PD, and I explained to you, Mark, these guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, they had a little signs of detective parking, patrol parking. And one was a little cock guy. These guys are talking. Jim Anderson's one of them. Jim Anderson done two tours of Vietnam. Unbeknown to me, he's he's a little skittish, and I grab that sign, and he jumped like a cat, like he turned to a cat in water. He turned around, he cussed me for fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, what I do? I go home, and say, honey. Jim Anderson talked to me today. Jim Anderson actually talked to me today. He, likes me. Yeah, he actually talked to me. Me, nobody else. Did. He's talking to me, and it was a it was a fifteen minute tongue lashing. Cussed me for everything I was worth. But I was just like excited I could be. Jim Anderson talked to me. Well, oh, this is a man, we got to get world. the guy on his podcast. Well, I talked to him today. He's doing good. He's doing real good. And he works for ABC Store up in Cherville. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, what is it with <laughs> cops and liquor? Cops and liquor. What is that? Uh, I mean, I you know, if you would have said in, 10 years ago that I would be sitting at a four by four table with a microphone stuck in front of my face talking about shit like this, I would have never believed it. With other police officers. And I tell you, we have a hard time, Mark, getting uh, – now, you shot met guys, been very nice, been over backwards, never been on the show that's still working the streets. 
but we have a hard time getting guests on the police officers to come here and be on the podcast as still active officers. It's because they're going to be telling shit. Statue of limitations ain't <laughs> up on you. I think that's they what they're worried retire. about. They want that retirement. They got to retire. I think that's what they're worried about. We really don't say anything really out of the way. Well, I mean, I'm still doing it. I don't care. I'm still working in the yeah, field. But you can quit today and be good. Yeah, but I don't want to go to prison. Well, I tell you, <laughs> hey, I, I tell you, with the four of us sitting around, sitting in this in Studio 77, yeah. around this table, it is nice to work because you want to. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Not because you have to. And exactly. Listen, I, I got a buddy. I got to tell his story. He he just retired at the end of December, so we took him out to eat over to a sports page and did his little luncheon. I said, Brian, what you going to do? Nothing, man. I'm not going to do anything. And, and I think they're financially able for him not to do anything. But Good for him, yeah. I said, what is your wife? His wife's named Debbie. I said, what's Debbie do? Oh, she works from home. I said, brother. No. The last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, true story. Called him a couple of days ago. I said, Brian, because we, we take a yearly golf trip. This would be like the 24th year we've been oh, wow. on a golf cool. trip. I was asking him something about the golf trip. His wife's in the background. Is that Mark? Mark, get Brian something to do. I said, Brian, what's she talking about? She gets on the phone. She says, Mark, <laughs> you got to get him out of here. Yeah, He's yeah. driving me crazy. Get him I out. said, Debbie, I said, I told him. I said, two weeks at Tops. I said, I go pretty damn crazy too. I said my wife hadn't worked since June. I said I go to work eight hours, come home, go to the gym two hours, come home. Oh, you the beast! No the beast. Uh, you go every day. You go every day for two hours. I either walk or work out. Oh, that's the beast. But yeah. can I say mostly get away? <laughs> you can't you can't say that i'm just uh, mad i'm just picking the farther I'm just you away picking. from them the more you get back you love them more yeah. you know you do you do love i'm them. just picking if she's listening <laughs> i'm sure she's a state listener chances, of this show hey, chances are she's probably not listening <laughs> yeah, she'll listen. be, yeah she'll honey it was good you did listen good. Well, I, we've been married it'll be 37 years in May. Oh, you know, he's sucking up. Like, oh, maybe she is she, listening. She might be listening. <laughs> 37 oh, years. That's a long oh, time. That's a long time. Yeah, you know what I tell people? I said, people in Mecklenburg <laughs> County commit homicide, commit murder, and get less time than I got for just saying I did. <laughs> <laughs> she, when I tell that story in front of her, she, said, she says, that's not funny. I got to it's a little bit funny. I said, honey, all I did was say I do. I got life sentence. It was free. That's funny. <laughs> it is a life oh. sentence to death to your part. That's right. Think about that. Life sentence. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, how you follow that? Everybody got quiet. No, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm scared to say anything. Well, I was married except for one guy. I mean, I'm married. I'm married. Mark's married. Mark's married. 37 years. Slow was married. Not that I'm married to this podcast, man. Good Bob, gosh. Bob. Bob. Do you know what Bob it takes to pull this thing off every uh, week? Yeah, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah it does. Now, now, Steve, all this equipment had to be expensive. I mean, well, you did y'all just. Mark, Seriously, you, I mean, how did it progress? You have no idea how expensive this equipment is because of all the crap we bought prior to this. And that we didn't, didn't need. Yeah, didn't have the right oh, stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and we, I guess our listeners probably get tired of hearing this, but you know, we pr- probably what we mock podcast for a year oh, yeah. to learn the podcast, you know, learn not to say, uh, mm, uh, you know, what about things like dead air, things of that nature. And then we went out and bought things we thought we needed that we didn't, but we didn't. But luckily we were able to sell that to people that did need it. You that sucker probably, punch. That probably realized they didn't need <laughs> yeah. it. The same people that sold you the stuff. Y'all got sucked. Hey, hey, man, let me give you a good deal on this. <laughs> exactly. And you, to used to go, we've only used it once. But I tell you, uh, this, yeah, we, we finally got everything put, got everything actually together we needed, and it's, it, it finally started to work out. And don't yeah. touch that board. Do not touch no, it. No, if you do, it's going to be awful. This either is making, don't making touch fun, it. Mark. They're making fun. Hound dog can't touch it. You're right. I'm, that's, I'm, Hell, I'm I bored did, onto that board. That looked like a freaking oh. Star Trek. I, I did good just putting a damn headphone on. <laughs> I didn't know how to do that. You know what it reminds me of? Like that transporter on Star Trek, you know, where they slide it up. Think about it. Yeah. Yep. There's not too much this thing won't do. And we got, matter of fact, we got that too. There you go. Ain't that something? That was, a, that was us at a drunken stupor one yeah. day. And they paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> that guy that got him, he uh, got him again. They just don't know it. <laughs> yeah, this is the Bumblebee 2000. Uh, <laughs> Wait till the Bumblebee 3000 comes yes. out. What's it trade up? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's what? some fancy equipment, but how do you know which but, button to push? Nobody you knows. He don't. Mark, I mean, I mean in all Mark, seriousness, I mean, you've known me like, long enough to know I can push buttons. Oh, well, I mean, there's <laughs> like 500 of them on there. I mean, how do you know which one to push? Because I'm smart. No, wait a minute. Hey, that tell you should be a sergeant? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, this yeah, guy can't start a fire for one hour. <laughs> oh, that, that remember? You remember that from Boscast? All things you remember? That's what you remember? One hour and he can't get it going. And you can take a big lighter. You no. didn't remember about the great food or the great hike? You no. remember me not be able to start just, a fire listen, for an hour? That's, that's what's going to resonate from here <laughs> on. Just remember, it's the effort that counts. Yeah. Sometimes effort, though, you get an F. I'm sorry. Hey, and think about it. I'm trying to start this fire, and Mark, like, Real nice, goes, Steve. Are you sure you don't need a lighter? I didn't want to rain on your parade. I mean, you I had to rain on it. No, I it's, mean, Steve, he had a skill set. He was learning. Skills. It's, it's cold out here. Well, it's getting chilly. We're getting hungry. Right, We're so let's do this. We, we talked about the uh, last podcast that uh, Mark was kind enough to come on that uh, was going to have a spring. Absolutely, camping. No trip. hiking. Camping. Not camping. Hiking. Oh, now wait a minute. Stay at, staying in Steve's camper. Yeah. Hiking. Staying in Steve's camper. We're gonna do the balds, and then we're gonna go across going, the street. We're going to the refrigerator. That's it. And then we're gonna do the highest point on the AT. Jesus. Yeah, that that's really nice. That's not that, a bad hike. It see really that to uh, see that cabin, and also in in the a rock crop. Behind the camp, uh, behind the camper, behind the uh, the uh, cabin, they have a uh, geographical marker indicating that's the highest uh, highest uh, cabin on the Appalachian Trail. It's pretty neat, pretty yeah. neat to see. Well, if I can bowl three hey, games, how about, how about this? I can do this? Take a picture of it and send it to us. See, that's not yeah, nice. I'm, I'm in shape. I bowl three games every Tuesday. You're in a shape. That's I'm for a sure. bowler. I can handle it. Now, you can, you can do the balls. It's not bad. The balls, I got them. Yeah, the balls is actually set up. It, it's um, it's what the graveled and stuff. It's, it's set. It's set for people to go yeah. to the top of there and see that. There's yeah. a lot of bears and shit up there, though. 
Once you're past, once That's you're bad. past that the third ball, it goes back to the goat trail of the Appalachian Trail. But it really, it's not, the first ones aren't bad. Is there wildlife like bears and shit? Yeah. Yes, I have seen eleven bears in the wild. Forget that. I ain't going. <laughs> you, you're you're heavily armed. Dude. I'm heavy. That's right. <laughs> no, you're heavily armed. <laughs> you got that what, what, what's that old cliche? You don't have to run the bear, just your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> trip the fat guy. You know all these places you go hike. Especially like national forest, no farms allowed. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Shit, shouldn't we all stick to the rules? I'd fill my pockets if I had my gun in my pocket right now, sitting here. Mm. So when we go up there for this camping trip, hiking trip, whatever you want to call it, we have got to start a fire from scratch. And and we will, my dear friend. I, I think he's got his skill set down. I, I do think. too. It's called a bic. <laughs> Would you just call Zippo. me? Would you call me? <laughs> no, I called you a lot worse than that before. Oh, yeah. Probably today. You still have your fire pit out front? I do. I, it's, it's much nicer now. I totally rebuilt it. Oh, really? Awesome. It's high speed now. But you know, Slow Rod, in World War II, I watched this on the National Geographic. They gave them Zippo lighters. In World War II, I think if it's good enough for the troops in World War II to light you shit. You know what? I've got a Zippo lighter. You know what? The old yeah. Zippo? Yeah. Just use a Zippo. You ain't got to sit well, there. There's, 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 that's a whole together. other podcast. Don't be clapping rocks together. Just get the <laughs> Zippo be, out. Don't be clapping rocks together. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm clapping rocks together. Let's try to get a spark. Hang on. Let me get to the Zippo. <laughs> Fat man's guy. Hound dog, yummy, yummy shots. Ringo pigs. Yes, yeah, so Ringo pig shout out this week goes to the Moonshine Crew. Moonshine Crew. Yeah. Hitting home. Yeah, hey, North Carolina. Didn't you have some moonshine you said we were going to? Yeah, you said you didn't want it. It's still sitting there on the counter. Oh, I, I think we were doing something. That's them coming after the moonshine. <laughs> it, Run. It, is it better than that stuff y'all gave me in the first one? Better than Jesse James? Oh, yeah. Everything, uh, yeah I got toilet water in there. Better toilet water is better than Jesse James. <laughs> hey, lay off the Jesse James. That was a decent, I guess. Well, try that uh, moonshine before you leave. Just give you a little taste what you think about it. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, shout to Moonshine Crew. Yes, absolutely. Right, right here in G Town, guys. Any, any shouts? Anything you want to do? Anything you want to say can, before we hang up? Can I do just one quick shout out? Oh man, yes, yes sir. You can do a slow one. There's a group of uh, normally there's twelve to sixteen of us are all retired officers, with with the exception of one. Again, this will be like our twenty fourth year. We've gone and done a golf trip. I mean, you always go to the same place or different places. No, we, we 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 move around to different places, but I mean to get a group of retired police officers that many together for twenty four years. I mean that's oh yeah. Shout out to these yeah. guys. I mean it's it cool. It, it's a fun trip just to get away and just kick back and relax. See now I this mean, time after the golf trip, after you kick back in the the condo, the motel where you're at, listen to bourbon and badges. Yeah, yeah, there I, you go. If there's ever an open opening. I play golf, man. He's I'm good. telling you, it's 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 a great group of guys. There's only two of them that haven't retired yet. Brian just retired this year, so we'll. And in the year you retire, we pay for your trip. Oh, that's cool. So I retired last year. Yeah, and uh, he says, yeah. So we got two guys. One of them's got about four years left, and the other guy, his name is Fuji Fuji King. He's he's Fuji cool King. as hell. 
He's got about 20 years left, so <laughs> we won't even mention that. Y'all be in well, the rest I mean, of my belly hurts. <laughs> so we won't, we won't mention his years, no. but the rest of us are all retired. It's, it's a damn great trip. Yeah, yeah man, certainly. Shout out to them guys, man, and I uh, hope we get get 24 more years to go. Well, I tried. There's three of us. There were four, but the fourth guy, Mama wouldn't let him go a couple of years. Oh, so there's oh three of us that have been the original, been on every oh, trip. And I tried to get them all to throw $10 in every year. And it, whoever, the last of those three that make it, get the pot. And they're like, oh, we're older than you, MFR. We're not giving you our money. I'm like, yeah, I might die. Always, I might die next year. Always a plot. Always yeah. a plot. Yeah. Hey, did, Mark, did you know we have a donation button? If you want to subscribe, <laughs> he's digging his pockets. I, 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 I swear, Steve, I got like $3. Oh, wow. this, is, this is a true story. My wife has been out of work since June, and I have located the best dumpsters to dive in for like the last two months <laughs> yeah. i mean nice. we're hurting bad nice. so we i've been dumpster diving for two months i've been to your so house i you, see how bad you, you hurt brother you can't you can't pick the poor neighborhoods you got to go like to the rich neighborhoods to dumpster dive you get so, some really good, good stuff. stuff so can we get that three dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we take, i'll be glad to give it to you and we, well, take, a segue. Uh, we take plastic you got yeah. plastic we'll shake you down no. bro yeah you got plastic. As a segue, if plastic. you'd like to they na- do- donate to <laughs> the to the calls, you most certainly can on, on any of our uh, websites or any of our uh, podcasts. You can see the donation button. We appreciate any support you probably give us so we can bring you all this great entertainment. Well, you probably need that. Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord, oh, move that. Move that. Move that. You probably need some money to so, pay for well, that. Well, we're going to have to now because it's got <laughs> yeah, stuff spilled all over. That's that trans- abuse there. I'm sorry. That was Mark. Jesse James. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. The transporter's messed up. I'm sorry, I probably need our paint up that says, if that's Jesse James. Yeah. Oh, he's got it. Hey, be sure to find us on your listening platforms. We're on 20 different platforms out there. Uh, you can find us on any, any of them. You can also email us at bourbonandbadgesyahoo.com. We will re- uh, return your email. Make sure I got all that. Thanks for listening, guys, and we appreciate and everybody coming out. Please donate. I just ruined their board. <laughs> Send them big money. Let's drink about it and drink responsibly. All you first responders, be safe and get home. I'm sorry, Steve. Jesus, let's clean this shit Jesus up. Jesus Christ. <laughs>